this is Dr. Jose Saldivar with another episode of the Way to College podcast. And uh, and today, today is a treat. Today's guest. So I met this uh, this guest back in 2013. I and I just confirmed it with him before we started. And he was a student in one of my classes. And um, I remember him because of all of my students. It's rare that I get a lot of students during their first year that kind of had their head, head on straight. And I say that with with uh, with a lot of care and with a lot of respect. But but this was a student that had gone somewhere else and then had transferred back. Um, and and his journey was already um, incredibly powerful and incredibly interesting. And I've been keeping tabs on him and, and watching him and he's doing amazing things today. And so I invited him to be on the podcast and he agreed. So I'm going to turn it over to him and I'm going to let him introduce himself. So, so Edwin, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Um, my name is Edwin Gomez. Uh-huh. I am the athletic trainer here. I'm one of the athletic trainers here at uh, La Jolla ISD and in particularly Palmview High School. Nice. Nice. Edwin, thank you for joining us. Um, it's uh, it is having really, it is a pleasure. Um, so Edwin, you know, I, I started our, our conversation telling our listeners about our, you know, how I know you. Um, but, but before that, before I met you, take us back, take us back as far back as you want to go and just tell us, you know, when you were growing up, what was that like? What is it? What, what did you aspire to do when you were a kid and, and maybe where, where were you coming from? So, uh, being the second child of out of four, I was this, I'm the second oldest. Uh, coming from a uh, Mexican American has, Hispanic uh, background, um, my dad and my mom never went to college. Uh, they did their G their they did their GED here. My dad did it first, and then followed by my mom. Um, and they've been here. They have. Whew, forever i'm assuming but they did go to school in in mexico um and then fun fact i actually found out that we lived in mexico i lived in mexico for a year but i was already a u.s citizen well i was born here obviously so that was interesting to me and uh that was pretty cool in my in my point of view but fast forward um we come we come in over here we used to live in McAllen up until i was about six, seven years old. So I did my kindergarten year there at um, Roosevelt. And, uh, and uh, uh, I ended up moving into a uh, mission where, where my parents currently reside and ended up going here at uh, La Jolla ISD all the way up to, I ended up graduating high school. Um, I, I did dance in high school. I did a numerous, I was very active in my electives. Um, and so being, being who I am and being who I was, um, I used to be in everything, you name it. And I was probably in that. So I did, uh, I was a part of one act play. I was a part of winter guard. I was a part of dance. I was a part of sports. Um, so, like I said, I, I, I try to keep active, but on the downside, and I see it as I see it now as an adult, is I wasn't as invested in my education, I, I guess you can say, or I wasn't aware mm-hmm. um, of what college could be or what college was. Because having an older brother, um, 
Well, he, he went through it too, but mm -hmm. my parents weren't as knowledgeable as um, they are now, obviously, putting four kids through through college. But um, um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. It was a, a uh, left me really wide-eyed once my senior year came along and all the fun was over. Yeah. Uh, getting close to those uh, uh, graduating and having to do my college applications and whatnot. Luckily, as you mentioned, um, I did I did end up going. I got a scholarship to go dance at a conservatory in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was for flamenco. Um, oh. They took us under their wing and they taught us from the basics. And I'm talking about we used to take classes with uh, five to six year olds. And we were doing the basics with them. And then we ended up going up the ladder all the way until we, we uh, made the professional company. So real um, quick, Edwin, before you continue. So how does a kid, how does a kid going to school in La Jolla, Texas? And so for our listeners who don't know where La Jolla is, right, we're, we're, uh, I don't think you can get any closer to the U.S.-Mexico border, right? If you live in South Texas in the Rio Grande Valley, right? No. Um, and so how does, how does a kid, you know, go from La Jolla, Texas, all the way to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Like how, how did, how did you learn about the school or how did they find out about you? And what was that like? So luckily um, La Jolla ISD in general has, has for many years have been known for their for Cortico, for Cortico um, presentations, their, their concerts. Um, we've, we've put our footprint on the, on the map uh, when it comes to the fine arts in general. And uh, so being the principal dancer my senior year for the Flocorico, Grupo Flocorico Somatli uh, here at Palmview, um, I, I uh, was exposed to um, Emma, Emma Sandoval. She is, uh, she is the, the flamenco director back in uh, the University of New Mexico since she recently re retired so that's why I'm oh, wow. kind of I'm, I'm kind of like going back and forth but um, yes she re recently retired and and she came down and did a workshop and she was looking for guys she was looking for for anybody but more specifically for guys um, so she came did the workshop um, talked to me and one of my other buddies uh, Roger Roger Samora and and ended up getting invited over for for the summer, um, their summer uh, workshops, and it's 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 an intense uh, week of you, you're talking about famous Spaniards, um, flamenco artists who have a, a big following who get to come over to the United States and just get to teach us uh, silly United States. Uh, <laughs> individuals who want to learn their culture but oh, that's awesome uh, no, that sounds like were, like like a great opportunity it, it really was and us being exposed to that um especially being from the valley especially being from la jolla palm butte mission um we were um dumbfounded we were so in awe of flamenco and what it, it and what it was the passion it took the the uh, specific movement technique, we were just, we just fell in love. So um, we got offered to, to 
do that scholarship through their conservatory um, and got to to join them over there. So um, that's how we went about ending up in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. And that's that's awesome. So you get to, to Albuquerque. Um, and so both you and your buddy went. Yes. OK. And what was that? What was that like? I mean, just leaving the comfort of home, because I, I mean, for, you know, for I imagine for 18, 19 year olds, right, leaving, leaving home and especially, you know, like you said, growing up, you know, the second of four Mexican-American family. How did mom and dad react? Were they really supportive? Were they like, you know, what, what was that like? Luckily, my parents have always were a really tight knit family. Um, a day doesn't go by where we talk to each other, whether it be one of the four of us um, or our parents. So we're a really tight knit family. We have a lot of love for each other. And we were very expressive. So I always knew I wanted to leave the valley. I wanted to explore the valley so I can mm-hmm. grow my network and I can grow my culture. You know, so I had already, I guess, going back to my senior year, I had applied for all the colleges I needed to apply for, UTPA, UTSA, anything close here in Texas. I didn't want to leave too far, but I wanted to leave. And obviously, and it's going to sound, <laughs> but UTPA was always the backup because um, I really wanted to go explore. So I had gotten accepted to UTSA, had everything, my FAFSA had everything ready to go. I just needed to choose my roommate. Um, then comes June. I get offered this scholarship and I just take it. I, I after that, the let me see uh, the the workshop the flamenco workshop was i want to say june 10th the week of june 10th or something like that the following week i come over talk to my parents they support they they say if this is what you want to do go for it follow your dream and sure enough the following week, I was already enrolling in uh, CNM. I didn't. Re- um, I enrolled in CNM, which was a um, Central New Mexico Community College, and I took my my courses there, my my basics, and I would go to UNM to do all my flamenco studies and uh, work and um, readiness, I guess you could say. Uh, so, in in just a week's turn, I completely flipped my whole future around. And my initial thing was physical therapy. I wanted to go to UTSA, be a physical therapist. Um, in a matter of a week, I said, I'm going to take this scholarship. I'm going to go to New Mexico. I'm going to be the next Focorico director at Palmview High School. Um, so once, once it was all said and done, I was going to come back and take over for the director who, uh, the dance director here at Palmview who uh, initially planted the idea of get out, get out of the valley, get out of the valley, um, explore. So that um, that prompted that and that landed me there. And I'm very grateful for that till the day. So you go away to New Mexico, you have all the support from your family. You, It sounds like 
all of the decisions that you made, right? Whether it was going to UTSA, you had some plans for, I want to go to UTSA because I eventually want to be a physical therapist. And then this opportunity, it sounds like this opportunity lands in your lap, right? You go to New Mexico. And even then thinking about, I'm going to go to New Mexico, I'm going to study dance. But that the intent was to come back. Like, like I, I think that's interesting that you always had a plan to kind of support the, the decisions that you made. That's awesome. Um, so what happened? Did you finish with, with, with dance or, you know, what happened after that? You were, you're in New Mexico, you're studying dance. What, what so I'm next? in New Mexico. Um, we work ourselves up the ladder. We finally make the professional company. Um, and we, we perform, we get to perform with this amazing company hospitals and we're there and we we're done with our first show. Our families are there. We're the talk of the town and, um, Summer comes along and we got to help out with, it's our turn to help with uh, summer workshops, with the uh, flamenco workshops. And um, then I get the call. I was taking summer courses because I wanted to get ahead and then transfer to UNM the following fall. Um, so I get the call that my grandfather was already in stage four cancer and he was on his last days. And I was ready, I was getting ready to to take off and uh i believe within the week he he passed away after that i just took the next plane home contacted all my actually it was a bus ride because i didn't have money for a plane <laughs> i took a, a bus drive home um the, the longest 18 hours of my life and uh just contemplating and then well i mean you know my grandfather had just passed away so I get, I get here and, and, uh, well, I have to deal with that situation. Um, fast forward the funerals, um, or the funeral, sorry. Then I happened to my, my, my parents at that time were okay. Try not to leave or please don't leave. Let's just stay here. Specifically my dad. Um, and now I realize um, why he would, he um he was so adamant about me just staying you know um he had just lost his dad and which is my grandfather so um that ended up making me stay but i still had goals and i still had um well my dreams correct so i stay here i miss i come back 2011 i missed the fall to enroll to enroll in utpa so i go and i um, enroll. Well, my parents didn't want me just to be a bum there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're like, yo, you gotta get an education now. So I go to STVT and I'm and in my head, I'm brewing all these ideas and I'm trying to see, okay, I'm going to, I'm here in the Valley now. What am I going to do now? The level of dance in UNM wasn't at the level that UTRGV has their Belefico now. It, it wasn't at that so I didn't want to do that. Uh, I associated dancing with my grandfather and I just disassociated everything doing, having to do with dance. So I just, I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, so the next best thing for me was to be an athletic trainer. Um, and since I couldn't enroll in UTPA that semester, I went with my backup or something that could Help me out in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to STVT, enroll, 
I do my massage therapy, graduate. <laughs> and then uh, I took a right turn there somewhere. Um, before graduating, I find out that my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, uh, was pregnant. So there was another, <laughs> that was another so, blessing and surprise there. So Edwin, I'm going to stop you real quick. Cause there are people, <laughs> you know, when I interview people, I never know as much as I know most of my guests, right. I don't know. Like the, I, I love that. I always learn these little tidbits. Um, I, I remember you telling me about why you came back. I remember the conversation when we met and what you were doing in New Mexico and all of those things. And, and I love, as I listen to all of these guests, yourself included, there are all of these parallels. Like, I feel like a lot of us face these, these moments and we have to make these critical decisions, right? So for you, your grandfather passed away. Your, you came home, right? And your father, obviously it's, it's hard on him, right? It's his father. He wants, he wants you here. He wants that support. Right. And I get it. And I remember my freshman year of college, I'm like my, it's like the spring and I get a call and my mom calls me early in the morning and I'm in California. Right. And so it's two hours. I think, I don't know what time it is that she calls me. I think I'm still in bed. And she says, your grandmother passed away. And my, my grand, this was my father's mother. And I grew up, she lived next door to my parents. And this is where the bus, from the time I started going to school, that's where the bus dropped me off. And she like, like raised me. And I remember, you know, it hit me. I was, you know, really sad. I emailed all of my professors and I said, Hey, my grandmother passed away. I'm going to, I'm going to catch a plane. Um, and then my father calls me <laughs> And he says, you can't come home. And, and I said, what? Like, I was upset. Like, what? What do you mean? That? Like, why can't I come home? He says, I don't want you to come home. He says, I don't want you to come home because you're not going to go back. And he, he probably knew better than I did. I'm sure he did. And, and, and so I, I love these parallels because... Because, I, you know, I hope our listeners and whether it's, it's high school kids or college kids or, or adults who are listening, right? You and I came face to face with a similar situation. I, I, my parents didn't allow me to come back. Your parents really wanted you to come back, wanted you to be there. And, and sometimes I feel like, like we have those, those moments where we're faced with something like that and there is a right or there's a wrong. But I think our stories show you could well, you could do both and still find success. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, Edwin, props to you. Just it, just dealing with adversity. So now you're you were just about to tell us. I'm sorry about the blessing, the blessing that is your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so I find out, um, and the plan was to do massage therapy on the side. Um, while I'm going to, while I continue going to school and, uh, finishing off my bachelor's, my bachelor's degree. So, um, I, we, I find out my, my girlfriend's pregnant and then, um, well, I have to provide, correct. Mm -hmm. Brought up in a Mexican, uh, uh, background household. And, uh, well, the first thing is you got to provide, you got to provide for the for the child. So 
um, I go work with my dad in Wisconsin. Well, my little brother was, this is his senior year and it was his turn now to be a principal dancer. So while all this is going on, I promised him I would take him to the flamenco workshop in New Mexico. So I do that. I drive up, I drive him and a couple of his friends over and just expose them to that culture. They fall in love with it. From there, my dad calls me from New He's already in Wisconsin. We're in New Mexico. He calls me and he tells me, they got your application. You need to get here as soon as you can. So that week goes by. The day he called me, I was on a bus ride to Wisconsin from New Mexico and going over there. It took me 48 hours to get there. Uh, layovers and all. So wow. that was another interesting uh, bus ride. Um, and, and it wasn't as bad knowing what I was going to go do and for who I was going to go do it, you know? And, um, luckily I, I left with, with the idea that I was gonna, I wasn't going to stay the whole season. Cause it's, um, this is, this is a produce that we were going to be doing in Wisconsin, um, migrant work. So I, I go with the idea and with, I had already told my dad, at the time that I was only going to go up to August the week before school started. And I was going to go enroll at UTPA at the time. And this was already 2012. Um, so I, I go, I go work. It's already August 12th. I had throughout that whole time I had, um, I was working night shifts and I was applying. I was doing my applications for UTPA, um, my financial aid and all that. So fast forward to fall of 2000 or spring, fall 2012. And there I am. I'm a UTPA now. I come back and uh, I enroll. Um, I get accepted and and the journey begins. What do you mean it begins? It sounds like your journey started a long time ago. <laughs> the real that's, journey to becoming an That's just like it feels like it's like uh I don't know, man. And and that's that's what I love about this about this podcast is I think a lot of kids a lot of kids think like we tell kids like do this cuz then it'll lead you to from point A to point B. But, you know, for all the people that I've interviewed, Edwin, nobody really has a straight line. Everybody deals with adversity or different day choices, you know. And, and sometimes I think, man, maybe the best thing we can do is to teach kids to com- almost expect adversity. Yes, of course. Like I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like expect it and embrace it like, man, because that's really what's going to define you and shape you. And, you know, so you were saying you get to UTPA now. Um, I get to UTPA. I'm still a little weary if I actually do want to pursue the dance route, (laughs) you know, and uh, luckily I, I just I go with what I love, you know, sports and helping people out. Just, just, just in general. Um, so the best thing for me was just to go the athletic training route. And um, 
and I, I just got memories we're back from high school, how, how, um, my athletic trainers there, Doc Chambers and Doc Mel, Melissa Reiner and Scott Chambers, they were a big influence as well. I had many mentors and many influences in my life. Um, and they all have, and they each have a specific, um, place in my heart, um, including yourself, because you did help me a lot as far as time management and what to expect coming from college, because we didn't get that, or I didn't get that my first year. Um, being, being a second year freshman or a second freshman, uh, at UTPA now, um, uh, your course really helped me, um, become the person I am or the person that I've built today because of my time management of my goal setting and what I really wanted to be your class opened my eyes and solidified that I wanted to be an athletic trainer. Cause once you told us to write down what we wanted to be, and then everybody was sharing that, that their individual stories that day, that one day that we did that, man, it just, it just, it just opened my eyes completely. And, and the journey I took to, to be to where I am or where I was at that moment, mm-hmm. I just said, you know what, I, I need to, I need to fin- stick with this, finish it. And not only just finish it, but be the best I can be at my, at, uh, my specific um, career choice. And I ended up doing that. Or I'm in the process because I'm, I'm still... <laughs> I'm still considered a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> You're still considered a newbie. How long have you been doing that? How long are you, have you been an athlete? This, this is my fourth year. Um, I graduated. Uh, I graduated UTRGV in 2016. I graduated mm-hmm. high school in 2010. So for everybody that thinks it's just a four-year journey, it was a six-year journey. Um, but I'm glad I finished. I graduated UTRGV 2016 May. So... Congratulations, Edwin. Um, you know, for me, obviously, being having been a witness, right, um, to to some of your journey. Um, for me, I, I love I love to be able to check in on my students and see the successes, and and even if they're not um, today, I I was on social media and I saw a student and. He was a student I had two years ago and I just checked in just like, Hey man, how are you doing? And, and he said, honestly, he said, things are kind of tough right now. And I just didn't just keep, keep at it. And, you know, if you need anything, let me know. I'm happy to, to help. Right. But, you know, I, I especially relish when I get to see the students that are doing really well and doing exactly what they wanted to do. Um, so congratulations, Edwin. Um, you know, it's, thank uh, you. It, thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh it's on this on this side. I it's a uh, it's as much a joy for me. I I think as as hopefully it is for you to have gone through and 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 to be hopefully. I hope you're as proud of yourself uh, for your journey and for everything that you've accomplished. I'm 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 not satisfied. I still got a <laughs> lot more to do. And I got a lot more to give. But like I tell you, it, it's all goal setting. Um, just when I did that internship, I, I found out uh, the year before that somebody, two years before, um, back in 2014, somebody in the Valley had done that internship with the Dallas Cowboys. As soon as I read that, I hit the ground running and I was looking for every, every individual who was an athletic trainer that had done a, uh, an internship before. And I couldn't find anybody. I couldn't find anybody. 
my athletic trainer at the time, he knew about it, but wasn't too sure um, how to how to approach it. And mm-hmm. I was one of 30 student athletic trainers at, at, at UTPA at the time. So it was it was pretty. And then all of a sudden he had all these other sports to take care of. So luckily, David McDonald, um, he was one of the assistant athletic trainers, had a, had done it himself. He told me what to do. And that's all I needed. He told me where to find the information. And that's all I needed. He told me, write a, a cover letter, send your resume in to every team you want to attend or you want to be a part of. I sent it to all 32 teams. And sure enough, letters started flowing in. I got my minority scholarship, which granted me a spot with the Tennessee Titan. So being Hispanic landed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, and I love that. I, I remember, and, and I, I, uh, I remember when, when I saw that and I saw that you were doing that and I thought, man, that is so cool. Um, because I always encourage my students, like, you know, I, I, I get students that want to be athletic trainers. Right. And I know kids that want to be athletic trainers because of their experience in sports and things. And, and then I saw that, I saw that what you were doing with the Tennessee Titans. And I thought, man, that is so cool. That is just so cool. So I'm glad that you shared that because, because just, you know, that there are opportunities like that, that exist. And it's important that, that young people see that, that they can do that. Right. Um, Yeah, of course. And, and I'm always, and I always said to myself, if there's every, if there's, ever an individual who who's who sees themselves to be an athletic trainer who's following that career path my line is always available my social medias are always available um i want to be that that network for them because i yearn for somebody and it's gonna sound i i yearn for somebody like myself Mm -hmm. and my and i wanted to i wanted to find somebody who could tell me everything and then i'll just do it you know what i want to do it let me just Whatever you tell me, I'm gonna do. Yeah. And um, I told myself and I that I was gonna be that person for whoever whoever wanted to be an athletic trainer in the future. So that's me opening my line and whoever you <laughs> talk to, you're free to give me that information. I'm happy to do that. Um, Thank you. And I and I appreciate that. I think um, you know, I always tell my students, I said, I can't. I can't, uh, I can't give you money, but I can give you knowledge and I can give you my time. So whatever, whatever you need, if I can, if I can help you in that way, or connect, <laughs> connect you to other people. Cause I know I wouldn't be here without support from a lot of people. And, and if I can, if I can help other people achieve their dreams, I'm man, that is, it is a, a blessing for me to be a part of that. To, and so I appreciate you offering that. Um, Cause I will take you up on that offer, Edwin. <laughs> Oh, of course. No, no. Yes. Send them my way. So Edwin, before we go, right. Cause I know you're a busy man. You've got a family and um, I want to know before we go, what are you, what's next? What, what's next for you? You said you're not done. You said you still want to do other things. What's one of those things you'd love to do? Um, one of those goals in my um, list is to become a director of sports medicine, whether it be athletic director of sports medicine 
just director of sports medicine, whether it be at the high school level or at the at the college level, um, I'm looking to to move on up and and uh, help out in not only my profession but help other uh, athletes in general. So that's the big goal coming up. Uh, how long will it, will it take me? We'll find out. <laughs> wow. Edwin, I wish you, I wish you the best. I know given your journey, given all of the twists and turns, you still found your way. You still found your way. You used your resources, you used your networks and you found a way and you persevered. I, um, I think your story is, um, is an inspiration. And I hope, I hope the, that people that are listening are inspired by your story. Um, I hope that maybe there's somebody out there that can help you with the next part of your journey too. Um, cause, uh, cause I, I would love to see that. I would love to see that you get that next, that next goal, right. And that next step. So whatever we can do to support each other, Edwin, just let me know. I'm always happy to, to help. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's been an honor and, and thank you for letting me share my story. Um, and if it relates to somebody, as I mentioned, I'm here, I'm here to, to help anybody and, in any case, accepting money, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides, I think our time, our time is more valuable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. So, oh, Ed, Edwin, you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, my regards to your family. Um, continued blessings, man. And, uh, and thank you. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This concludes another episode of the Way to College podcast. Uh, Tune in next time for another very, very interesting story. Uh, We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.